I want you to picture the scene. It's Saturday afternoon, as in today. It's three o'clock. You're at home doing whatever you would normally do on a Saturday afternoon. There's a knock on the door. You get up, look through the window, and you see me. Bearing in mind that for this to work, you don't know who I am, right? You've never heard of CK Golding. I'm just standing outside your house. You're somewhat unsure why I'm there, but you come to the door, you open the door, and I say this. How you doing? You're right. I'm CK. You know Aldi down the road? Aldi, yeah. Aldi. No, Aldi, not Aldi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm heading to Aldi now, and following the passing of Caroline Flack this week, I realised we could all be nicer to each other. Would you like me to get anything for you? While How would you respond in that situation? Think that over for a little while. Second question. I'm going to play you three seconds from one of the biggest shows ever in the history of TV. Three seconds. I want you to identify this show. What do you reckon? I'm going to play that again. To be fair, actually, when I listened to that three seconds, there was about three shows that could have been, but let's go for one more. And the reason I'm curious will become apparent later on in the show. What is this? Identify this show. Right. Okay. I've got a question for you. On a scale of one to ten, by the way, how are you? <laughs> I should... Right, I'm going to warn you already, like, today's show is going to be, best way I can describe it is cumbersome. It's going to be cumbersome at worst, messy shit at best, right? I, ugh. I didn't even get that the right way around, to be fair. It's going to be cumbersome at best, messy shit at worst. It's now Saturday night, it's... Is this even still recording? Oh, yeah, it is. Wow. Hmm. You see, the problem I've got today is... This takes me back to when I used to work in radio. I always knew when I set off on this podcasting journey. The first four episodes I've been super happy with because ideas just came to me. I think it was the thrill. This podcast has been like being in a relationship. You know when it's all fresh and exciting and you're just humping all the time? That's kind of... That's kind of how the first four episodes have been for me because it's just been fresh, it's been new, it's been exciting. So ideas, by virtue of my brain being excited, have just been falling in my lap. And I was always very realistic, though. I always knew that I was going to come to a week when I'd be like, hang on a minute, what am I going to talk about this week? I haven't got a freaking clue. And that's exactly how I was this week, right up until, like, this morning, I was like, I had no clue what I was going to talk about. Bearing in mind, I release every episode on a Sunday morning, and here I am, Saturday, not knowing what I was going to talk about. And it kind of took me back to when I used to work in radio. There was a certain habit I noticed that whenever I was going to the station without a clue of what I was going to talk about, you may or may not know this, I used to work in commercial radio. I was a radio presenter for a couple of years, and I adored it. And some weeks I just didn't have a clue. I was going to the studio. I'd, sometimes I'd be sat there. My show was about to start without a clue. And something had just come to me. And there was a certain charm and thrill in that. Especially when the show ended up being great. It was just there's certain spontaneity that always 
just lend it lent itself to me enjoying the process of being a radio dj anyway and that happened this week for the first time since i kicked off this podcast i like you know, i ain't got a clue what i'm going to talk about and then it came to me and basically i just wanted to give you an overview if the show is shit I'll, I've, I've given you forewarning but back to my question a minute ago on a scale of one to ten how judgmental do you think you are Think that over. How judgmental do you think you are? Because I've now realised that whatever score you've given yourself, one is not at all judgmental, ten is judgmental shit face, right? Whatever you've given yourself, you need to add four to that, I reckon. Because I'd have probably given myself... I think we, I think we have a... I think we have a higher more esteemed view of ourselves than 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 the reality would suggest and i would have said maybe like three but i've realized it's closer to like kind of seven especially this week especially okay i'm just gonna go i'm just gonna say it last episode i spoke a lot about caroline flack and how her passing was on my mind and why it was on my mind but I thought that might dissipate and it hasn't like this week she's been there a lot and it's not even because she's been in the press a lot she just I don't even to be fair I don't watch news or listen to news or read the news it's just a natural thing that's been in my head a lot and kind of I think because her taking her own life was a result of a cocktail of many reasons one of them of course has been the online hounding that she had and how we we judge things without being in possession of all the facts and that's got me thinking about how judgmental i am as well and not always necessarily in a detrimental or harmful way to other humans sometimes i'm just dismissive and judgmental when i would argue there's no real reason for me to be judgmental and let me give you a classic example right Every Friday, I listen to the movie review show with Simon Mayo and Mark Kermode on Five Live. I, I love the show. I genuinely do. It's, I don't even go to the pictures that much, but I genuinely enjoy the show. And this week, Simon referenced a podcast that he really enjoys. And this is what Simon says about the podcast. Uh, Alec Baldwin does a podcast called Here's the Thing. Mm-hmm. And he just interviews famous people. Anyway, the, the most here's recent, the thing. I should try using that phrase. I think it would. I think it would work. In the most recent episode, he interviews uh, David Letterman and Michael Douglas, and it's great. You know. So, the minute he said Alec Baldwin sits down and interviews really famous people, I just switched off. I was like, oh fucking fail i'm sick of celebrities i mean this might not come as a surprise to you guys because i've mentioned this in in interviews at points like the reason all my content is the way it is like my online series the bench 61 hugs um whatever you however far back you want to trail into my content it's always rooted in my interactions with the regular people because a I think there's an oversaturation of celebrity-based content, and B, I just don't care. So the minute you started saying that, I was like, oh, God, that's not a podcast for me. But for some reason, I thought, Do you know what? I'm going to go and check this podcast out. Alec Baldwin, as an actor, he doesn't bother me. I'm all right with him, to be fair. So I thought, oh, I'll just go and have a look what this is like. And do you know what? The podcast was absolutely epic, and it spoke to me as an artist there was one episode when he was in, i've only listened to one episode by the way and it's one when he's interviewing jerry seinfeld and there was the minute i pressed play on that podcast this was kind of 
what I heard and it just really resonated with me as an artist. Have a listen to this. Who makes it in comedy? Who are the ones who, that make it? And it's a change who, in your lifetime. What does it take who's to Who's in it? show business? Let's answer that question because I'll, I'll tell you who's in show business. You know who's in show business, Alec? Who wants to be more than anyone else? Those are the people that are in it. The people that just go, I want to be in it. I'm going to be in it. Do I have the skill set? Do I have the talent? Do I have something to offer? We'll find out. Or not. It doesn't, I may not. My take on that was when Pacino, I said to him, what do you do when you do a movie and the other person isn't that good? Like you're doing a scene. And I said, do you go up to the director and give them notes, say, tell them this, tell them And Pacino said, no, nah, I never do that. I never do that. No, no. No. I said, I said, what do you do? I, go, I said, what do you do when the people that you're working with, they just, I mean, you're so talented. And it's like tennis, and you're, and you're, and you're hitting the ball with someone, and they're not that talented. And he said, Alec, Alec, all of us in the business are talented. Everybody's talented. Some of us are just more talented than others. But everybody in the room when you're working, they've got some kind of talent. Like you'd say, he has a talent for storytelling. Now... I've probably played a bit too much of that clip than was necessary, but the bit that really resonated with me was when Jerry Seinfeld said, the people in the entertainment business are the people that want to be in it, the people that said, I'm going to be in it. And the most critical part of what he said was, they don't necessarily know how or if they have the necess necessary talents. They've just committed to saying, I'm going to be in it. Now, something super powerful about that. I do think as humans, we generally put unnecessary things first rather than actually, do I want to be in this? Am I committing to doing that? And that just that was really powerful to me. And I would argue many artists will relate to that. I've never really looked at it that way. The people doing what they want to do with the people that have committed to doing it and have not worried too much about the how and the whys. And to be fair, that speaks to why I've titled this podcast, Think About It Later, because I do want to get into the habit more of taking action and thinking less because shh, Jesus Christ. Hello, have we discussed this yet? I'm a massive overthinker. So that that really resonated with me and and it just got me thinking that I immediately or at least initially dismissed hunting out this podcast because the way that Mayo described it was it's a podcast where Alec Baldwin just talks to famous people and I just dismissed it out of hand thinking that's not for me. Something overrid that and actually thought just go and find it out and I think it was because I'm just more mindful now of how judgmental I am and like I said that's why I now rank myself as a seven maybe nudging an eight but idealistically I'd have given myself a three but it's just bullshit so you I'm sorry I'm just not a three I'm not a three and I want to know what you are on a scale of one to ten seriously where do you rank yourself as a human on the judgmental scale if you hang out with me on Twitter, on Instagram or Facebook, send me a direct message. I'm genuinely fascinated to know, realistically, where you think you are on the judgmental scale. Because I think we've all got some work to do. <laughs> I, just, I, I just do. And that was one of the more harmless ways in which I can be quite judgmental. And it became apparent to me another way that I think is perhaps less less harmless and I got a direct message from a mate this week and this is what the this is what the direct message in fact I mean he didn't actually write much he just sent me a link and his accompanying word to the link was it's a shame we get old brother and it was a link to the daily mail which instantly 
set alarm bells ringing. I was a bit troubled. And basically, this is an article of an actress who was on the biggest TV show on the planet at one point. I would have been in my early to mid-teens when this was on TV, and I remember it just blew everyone away. And there was, you know, it was... All right, here's the show. I played you a little bit from the show earlier. I'm going to play it for you now. And this is basically an actress that was a siren, that was adored. Everybody fancied her. And now in her mid-50s, she's not looking as great as she used to. This is a show she was on. Have you got it yet? Do you even know how much I adored that? <laughs> Do you know that, that theme tune? I preferred the theme tune to the actual show. I love the show, don't get me wrong, but that, that theme tune. So here's the article. I'm going to read the headline. Baywatch star Yasmin Bleef, 51, takes her dog for a walk in LA nearly two decades after quitting Hollywood. That's the headline I scrolled. And to be honest with you guys, I'm not going to bullshit you because this podcast won't work if I do. My There's a picture of her at age 51. My initial thought was, holy fuck. Right. She's significantly larger than she was on the show. Let's put it that way. She, it's a, it's a show. It's a picture of her walking her dog in a long maxi dress, hoodie, hand in pocket. And I don't even know if I can say this, but I'm going to say it because it's what it is with a pronounced double chin. And as I said, she's significantly larger. Now, Although I did instantly think, fuck, I'm actually quite proud of the fact that I instantly caught myself. I think we all need to not worry so much about what our first instinct is and focus more on how quickly do we catch ourselves and question our instincts. I thought, hang on a minute. So she's 51. She doesn't look like she did on the show when she was 22. What the fuck do you expect? And then I read a little bit more about the article and it says... Yasmin Bleef kept covered up as she stepped out to walk her dog in Las Vegas on Tuesday. The 51-year-old actress sported a black hooded sweatshirt with a vibrant blue dress in a rare sighting nearly 20 years after she said goodbye to Hollywood. So at that point, I'm, all right, so, you know, you know, sometimes you just hear a name that you were very aware of when you were younger. Then you just you forget about them and then, then they come back into consciousness for whatever reason. And I was thinking, oh, yeah, where is Yasmin Bleep? And I read that paragraph about her turning her back on Hollywood. I'm like, good on you, kid, to be fair. And in the defense of this article, it's in no way malicious, vicious. It doesn't even reference the fact that she's larger than she was on the show or any of that. And this is the interesting thing. I genuinely think the reason for that, because this was published, this article, on the 19th of February. This was published, so this was published, you know, a few days after Caroline Flack's passing. And I genuinely think that press and media are now more aware that there isn't an appetite. Right now, there isn't an appetite for that kind of vicious attack. It'd be very ill-advised for them to attack her visually um, or for every reason. So it is a very sedate observational piece. She's talking about her walking her dog, talking about why she turned her back on Hollywood. Apparently she had a cocaine addiction so it was in no way malicious which is surprising given the daily mail but yes i replied to my mate 
with this and I'm not looking for awards here by the way at all this is just where I am in my this is where I am in my own head at the minute I see your point regarding the fact it's a shame we get older but the Caroline Flack story has genuinely instilled a new reluctance in me to judge people's personal shit equally if we want to get hyper granular about this you could say so the fuck what she's changed shape why was my immediate response? Oh, shame. She used to be so hot. That says more about social conditioning than anything else. And as you know, social conditioning, in my opinion, is utter bullshit. You're probably rolling your eyes at me now, mate, but I truly think that there's merit in learning lessons from Caroline's story. Interestingly, the way the story has been reported by the Daily Mail seems less vicious than you'd expect. I wonder if the journos are treading carefully for this exact same reason and i share all this with you at the moment guys for no real reason other than just to give you an insight into the fact that this caroline flat story has been very prominent in my mind this week again and you're probably asking yourself now why has it though and i've been asking myself that exact same question why has it though and i just think I think the main reason, and I have touched on this last week, is that I just feel a connection to her story as a presenter. Like, there's nothing I've ever loved doing more than presenting in any capacity, whether it's radio, online TV, live events, music festivals, my own content online now. Like, there's nothing that makes me feel more alive. So in interviews, when she's talking about her journey, which I've, I've, been, I've been, you know, watching her interviews for some time now, and... I always feel like I get it. Have a listen to this one, for example. This was recorded with BAFTA a year ago. When I was younger, I was always obsessed with the idea of how TV worked. I think from the age of four, I couldn't even work out how people were inside the TV. Um, and I always just used to speak to my parents. I was like, how can I get a job in entertainment? How can I do something that I enjoy and get paid for it at the same time? And I came from a really tiny little village in Norfolk so we had no kind of connections there wasn't much I could really do in the idea of entertainment so I used to write my own little radio shows and record them on cassette and then play them to everyone at school <laughs> uh, do you have any idea how many cassettes of my early radio shows on an amateur level I have I know exactly where they are and I have about two bagfuls <laughs> like and that's just all I did. Like before, I got my commercial job. I just used to work on a small, sh on a small station, on an internet station. I got zero money. I was on it for a couple of years doing the breakfast show, and I just, that's just how I learned. So again, that's I've I've been aware of her story for a few years, and I genuinely think that's why her passing, stroke death, is still six days later playing on my mind and I've actually been aware that I don't think I'm the only one because I I've been speaking to a few of my friends about this and we've been sharing our own thoughts and I do think that it's weighing on the mind of Brits it's it's not a coincidence per se I mean she was like hosting one of the biggest shows on TV over here so that that makes sense but I think it's a little bit more than that and I think I think I do think that I'm not going to say there's going to be a sea change in our appetite for salacious gossip well, I say, oh, I'm, I'm, to be fair, I've never been into that shit, but there is an appetite for that in, the, in, in Britain. And I do think that people are becoming more mindful of whether that is healthy for themselves and or the people that are the, 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 
so the topic in these salacious gossipy tabloid stories and what i find really interesting and my question to you have you heard about the salons up and down the country that have banned and refused to have gossip mags for their customers because those gossip mags are for the most part peddling negative stories based on appearance or based on personal struggles career dips personal relationship woes like they're never they're very seldom peddling anything of a positive nature so salons have just decided to just bin them all now my question is will that last or is that just a knee-jerk response where we feel we've got to do something? Is it tokenism? Is it tokenism or will generally salons just continue to get rid of them all? I think, I don't think, I, I heard also this week that Liverpool don't even stock the sun anymore. I never knew that. Apparently following the recent developments with the Hillsborough, disaster like liverpool doesn't stock the sun anymore i never knew that but back to the salon thing i want to play this clip from a showbiz this is a showbiz editor called samantha ray saying that gossip mags have a place and she's on the couch on the bbc breakfast show with a salon owner called claire o'connor and this is what they have to say Getting to the hairdressers is the one little chance to sit back and relax and do nothing and pick up just a little bit of light entertainment. And there's so much doom and gloom in the world with homelessness and the coronavirus and, and whatnot. And we just need a little bit of light relief. Go on, Claire. I can see you're itching to get stuck in here. Um, not the opinion we've had in the salon, I have to say. Um, at Hair by Claire, certainly the clients do not want to read the misfortunes of other people, the bullying, the harassment. I don't think it is enjoyable reading. Um, I think we're all more aware of mental health issues today. I think we all need to take more responsibility. We all probably know somebody who's struggling. And what happened with Caroline Flack, I feel it's been quite personal to people because I think they're relating it maybe to somebody they know. And the certainly clients are saying to us, don't give me that one, that magazine. Yeah. So See, it's really interesting that, and I'm on board with what Claire's saying. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what you think. Do you think this ban by certain salons on gossip mags is a knee-jerk reaction, or do you think it will be more of a long-term... Will it become more of a long-term tradition in, the, in here that we're not bothered with that bollocks anymore? Moreover, beyond the salon thing, like, do you think... Do you think our... Uh, mindfulness of the tragedy of Caroline's loss. Do you think that that is a short-term thing and you think we will eventually be just back to the same level of hideous trolling that we do see now? Or do you think this has... Do you think Caroline's passing will be a very pronounced line in the sand and things will change? And in which way do you think things will change? Do you think social media will be more strict on who, or should I say, what ID is required to have an account i personally don't think that's ever going to happen i think the way in which you can set up an account on social media will largely remain the same will trolling be less vicious moving forward i would like to think so but i'm not sure i'm not saying no i, I think we're gonna go i don't know I'm, that's one i'm not sure of whether trolling will become less vicious what do you think is it going to become less vicious 
I'm not sure, but one thing that I've been very, <laughs> one thing I've been thinking a lot about this week, because, because she's been, because I've been thinking about the whole Caroline Flack tragedy a lot, I've been thinking, mm, I don't want to be one of those guys who's just talking about something like, what can be my little contribution to this discussion, this debate, this evolving story what can be my contribution and there's been a hashtag that's been very popular on social media hashtag be kind like don't be a dick just be kind to people but what can be my antidote to the bitter vile trolls online and i'm, I'm going to tell you what my first idea was which i dismissed very quickly because i thought it was shit i thought well trolls trolls aren't in the business of giving people compliments so it'd be nice to just the next time i go out and i've got to be somewhere on my way to that somewhere, it'd be nice to just stop people and give them a compliment. And the idea didn't appall me, but it didn't excite me either. I was like, yeah, you know, that's quite fleeting. Yeah, you could do that, but I'd rather just eat a bag of chips on the way than do that, to be honest. Um, then it hit me today in the depths of despair as I was thinking, what exactly is this week's show going to be about? I thought, well, you need to go and do a weekly shop, which I do need to go and do. What about if en route you knocked on a few doors and asked strangers if they want anything getting <laughs> it just seems to make sense to me i mean you know it made sense to me on on a number of levels but primarily the two firstly it made sense to me because it's a nice it's it's a fun nice thing and secondly it's it's just a great little adventure for me to have that It'd be nice. It'd be nice to to do that because you know this is very me, and I and I love challenging my own expectations for how things will go out. And to be fair, the the the, the doubting Thomas in me when I had that idea was like, you can't you can't knock on someone's door, mate, and ask him if they want some fucking broccoli. You just you just can't do it. And this is why I'm so happy that I called this podcast "Worry About It Later" because I don't know if I've even told you why it's called "Worry About It Later," but. I called it that because when I recorded the first episode, I genuinely didn't know what I was going to call it. I had no clue. And that's the kind of thing that I'd usually agonise over for days, possibly weeks. And I thought, you know what? That's limiting as an artist. Like while you're worrying about that, that's a show you've not got out. So just call it anything for now and then change it later. You can worry about that later. And then it, oh, worry about that later. That makes sense. Yeah, we'll just call it that. But now what's happened is that anytime I'm thinking about stuff a lot, it's actually, well, you've called the show that, so you might as well use the show as self-medication. It's like, just worry about it later. So when I had the idea on stopping people and asking them if they'd like me to go and buy them some turnips, I was like, you just can't knock on someone's door and ask them that, mate. And I thought, well, you can, and that's exactly what you're going to do. Worry about their response later. Just go and do it. So that's what I did. Okay, I'm now like roughly two minutes away from the supermarket so hopefully this will be conducive to success um there's two this is a detached semi-detached one audi outside and one peugeot outside let's go to the black audi audi a1 number 16 
Someone's coming. Hi. Hiya, mate. How are you? You're right. Yeah. Good. I'm CK. I'm just going to Aldi and right. fol following the passing of Caroline Flack, I thought we could all be nicer to each other. Would you like me to get you anything while I'm there? Uh, I don't think so, but thanks for the <laughs> You sure you don't need milk, bread? Uh, no, we've got plenty of milk, but th thanks for the offer. You're welcome, mate. All right. Have a yeah. good day. See ya. Okay, he was a no. Try number 14. Uh. Oh, bum, bum, bum. house there's a light on inside which is usually a good sign number 23 oh hiya hiya Hi. buddy how you doing you're right i'm seeker you know aldi down the road Aldi, yeah. Aldi, no, Aldi, not Aldi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm heading to Aldi now, and following the passing of Caroline Flack this week, I realised we could all be nicer to each other. Would you like me to get anything for you while I'm, I'm there? I'm fine, I'm absolutely fine. Thank you, you sure? Yeah, cheers. All right, buddy. Okay, have a good day, mate. Oh. Okay, he was fine, but he thought I was going to buy an Audi, which I'm not against in principle. I just don't think my bank balance is having it at the minute. <laughs> So they were the first two households. Neither one of them were having it, <laughs> to be fair. Um, I'm going to play you the final two doors I knocked on in a second. I want you to be mindful of, by the way, that these aren't all the doors I knocked on. All the other doors, nobody was in. I just want you like, it's not like I just knocked on four doors and four people came. I think there was about five doors I knocked on and nobody answered and I, at least three of them I know someone was in but they just thought I was selling shit but you know they didn't come to the door so that just made like the worst podcast audio in the world so I'm not bothered playing them to you but I'm going to play you the final two people that came to the door next I want you to do these two things for your homework this week firstly I want you to direct message me your score out of 10 on how judgmental you think you are, one means I'm not at all judgmental. I'm basically Jesus. And 10 is I'm a dick and I hate everyone and everything. And I'm happy to live in that world. Let me know where you sit on that scale. And more critically, this week, be mindful of any moment you find yourself jumping to a judgment. And again, that judgment can be a harmless one when you just dismiss an idea or you dismiss a night out or you dismiss an offer, just an everyday thing. It doesn't have to be targeted at a human. And did you catch yourself dismissing it? And did you then actually try it just to see if the reality would be 
accurate to your assumption or do you actually were you pleasantly surprised because the more i do that the more i'm finding myself pleasantly surprised so yeah be mindful if you make judgments this week and test those judgments out if you're willing to because i'd be fascinated to know how it panned out sometimes you make a judgment you question it you live it out then you think yeah i was right the first time that was shit that's fine too i genuinely find those incidents are in the minority though so yeah you let's do that and you also if you find yourself leaping to judgments on a more personal level about someone what they're what they're doing how they're living their life what they're wearing whatever i don't know let me know and did you catch yourself doing it how do you feel after you caught yourself doing it sometimes you'll make a judgment about someone and you'll catch yourself and you'll be like actually i'm i'm quite content judging you because you're an, you're a bell end that's fine too let me know about your experience with judgments this week and yeah give me a judgment score on a scale of one to ten it's been a short bite-sized episode this week but i headlined the show by mentioning i'm reaching i'm literally reaching <laughs> it's just, this show should be called reaching but here are the second two doors i knocked on my little contribution to the be kind movement this week see you in a bit so this is a small estate. I'm go for the Toyota of Venices. I don't know what this is. Oh, Yaris. I think it's a Yaris, number seven. Whew. Let's see. So, so cold. (laughs) I think today is it my day? Oh, someone's coming. Hiya, how are you? You okay? Um, I'm CK. I'm just going to Aldi and following the passing of Caroline this week, I think we could all be nice to each other. So I'm seeing if anyone wants me to pick anything up while yeah, I'm there. I'm okay. Thank are you me. sure? Yes. Okay. You. All right. Thank See ya. Um, <laughs> she just popped her head round and she was like, I'm all right. Um, right. Okay. Okay. There's a light on in this house. It has a silver car outside, semi-detached. Lovely plant outside. Let's try this, number three. Someone's coming. Someone's coming. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, hi. <laughs> hi, uh, how are you? Okay. Um, I'm. Just knocking at my door? Yeah, that was me. Oh, 
Oh. That was me. Don't worry. Yes, yeah, so my name's CK. I'm just going, you know the Aldi, the shopping centre down the road? Yes. I'm just heading down there and following the death of Caroline Flack, I think humans can be nice to each other. Would you like me to pick you anything up while I'm there? Very <laughs> well, do you know what? It kind of hit me, her passing. You know yes. Caroline Flack, and it just made me realise we could all be nice to each other. So, on my yes. way down there, I'm just seeing if anyone wants me to pick anything up. Yeah. Well, it would be lovely for somebody that can't get out. You know, it's stuck in. I mean, yeah, I know. I'm an older person on my own. But I Pardon? I'm an older person on my own. Aww. I do manage to get to shopping. Okay. I've got a lot, I, I'm very lucky. I've got children that will help if I can't. Oh, well, good, I, good I on them. I've already done my shopping. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't need milk or anything like that? No, no, no I'm fine, thank you. But you're All doing right. a wonderful job. Well, why I not? I think it's good. Why not? There's so many people on their own that don't get callers and don't get help. Oh, do you, do you know any of your neighbours I should knock on, do you reckon? Well, I don't really know <laughs> You don't know them? them. You know. Oh, I mean, okay. Um, as far as I know, everybody... The ones that I do know, I've got a partner or a husband. I understand. Or kids like you, children, like you. Yes. Fair enough. But, um, um, and I don't know these days we don't neighbour as much. We don't know as much about our neighbours. Do you think that's a shame? I don't think it's a shame in a way because we, we when, I mean, I'm, I'm quite old. So I go back to days when we didn't have to lock our doors and... You know, you, you watched out for your neighbours and you knew everybody. Sometimes it didn't work out when you knew everybody, but whatever, you know. What's been the biggest change you've noticed then? Because I was born in, you know, I was born in the 80s. Um, I've not noticed a huge difference per se, but I don't know, I don't know, I don't know in terms of, you know, neighbourly spirit. Have you noticed a big difference or is it quite a small... Uh, a big difference. A really. big difference. Yes. Mainly but, the locked doors see, thing. Yes, well, you have to do that now, don't you? I mean, we lived in a village for a long okay. time. That makes a difference. But in that village now, they still have to be very careful. Yeah. Times change. But you yeah. see, I was born in the 30s, so it goes back a long way for you. And, and yeah, people did... You look remarkably that. healthy and well, well so good on, good on you. I'm, I'm, I'm quite fit now. I've yeah. Had, I've had new parts and help. <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> You're doing, you're doing really well. I, 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 I have an ambition to look as well as you do, you know. If, <laughs> well, I hope you do. <laughs> I mean, I hope you don't have to go through the pain I've gone through with new parts. New parts. I've got a new hip, a new shoulder. Okay. The pacemaker keeps me ticking over. Okay. So, you know. I'm yeah, yeah, fair out, enough. Outside, outside looks. <laughs> yeah. It's on your cover. It's on your cover. It's <laughs> from that with the help from the hospital and everything else sure. I'm, I'm, I'm quite well well I'm delighted about that I'm glad yeah, yeah. well well anyway listen really nice talking to you and I'm gonna go I'm I'm, I'm determined to find someone who I can help out with a bottle of milk or something so I'm going there anyway so I might well, as well yes, I might well, as well I, I hope you can because it's a lovely thing you're doing oh thanks Pretty more people didn't help like that well you know you know I yeah. don't know maybe I'm just weird like that <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I don't like like this out television I don't think people talk as, as much as they should do you think? Confide in people. Yeah, probably. You see, yeah. not being able to people keep themselves to themselves too much as well. Do you do you ever feel do you ever feel lonely or you feel like you've got a circle that you can rely on, friends, family and Oh I've got a circle and I've got family I can rely on, but I, I won't say that I haven't felt lonely at times because my husband died at fifty. So you know, I've been on my own living on well, not living on my own, I had family living with me and that, but 
39 years this year since he died, so you know, you do at times, but you come out of it. I go out, sure. I go to a lunch club for older people, and we do square dancing. So I go square dancing <laughs> Good on you. three or four times a week, which with my old legs now I don't do as much, but I go and I've got plenty of friends. Yeah. You know, I've got. How long, how long have you been doing square dancing? 20 years. Wow, there you go, you see, that's the reason activity is the key to vitality. It, it is. I reckon it is. so, You've anyway. Got to move. You've yeah. got to move and get out. That's why I think some people. If, if they were talking to people, they would get out and see people. And, and get out of their own heads. And life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, this weather, it's not easy to... <laughs> I almost didn't bother. <laughs> I almost didn't bother. It was lovely this morning, and then, man, it's stopped now, hasn't it? Yeah, exactly, hence why I'm here. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd have stopped in. Yeah. But, yeah, it stopped. I thought, right, I'm going to go and do it now before it gets dark. Cause well, you, do you live nearby? Well, I live, like, maybe ten minutes up the road. Oh. Um, but I always go to Aldi to do my shopping, yeah. and so I thought, well, you know, yeah. wouldn't it be nice to ask if anyone needs anything? Yeah, yeah and you're walking. <laughs> yeah, I walk everywhere. Yeah. I walk everywhere, yeah. You know, like you, I like to keep my activity well, up. I did when I was younger, but legs won't do it now. <laughs> and you see, when I had bad shoulder, I couldn't carry any shopping, so it's a good job I still had car. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Also, you still, you still drive, you still, you still, yes. that's your, that's what? Not far. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's 20 year old as well. That car. Well, if it's still working, you know. Oh, touch wood. Yeah. <laughs> All right, lovely talking to you. Have a great day. Bye. Oh, she, she was... Oh, God bless her. So she was, well, you know, she gave us her age. She was born in 1930, so she must be 90 plus and unbelievable. She doesn't look a day over 70. Smiley. Um, yeah, she was lovely, and I can't believe she's like. There's no way she's 90. Not having it. 